Welcome to Sunny in Seattle with your host, Sunny Joy. And coming up on today's show, Sunny welcomes back one of her favorite guests. She's a speaker, spiritual teacher, and intuitive channel. Sarah Landon stopping by. And the two of the ladies will be chatting about the path of the way shower, living, loving, and leading the way in an awakening world. And now I welcome your host for the day, Sunny Joy. And good morning, everyone. Welcome to Sunny in Seattle. I'm your host, attorney turned life coach, Sunny Joy McMillan. And we're here every Friday from 9 to 10 a.m. on Alternative Talk, 1150 a.m. KKNW, bringing you amazing coaches, teachers, authors, and healers who are on a mission to encourage you, inspire you, and give you tools to live a life filled with peace, joy, freedom, and purpose. It is radio that positively shines. And if you can't catch the show live, you can always access those show archives. Those are found at 1150kknw.com. Um, you can find out more about me, connect with me for coaching through my website, which is goldenoversoul.com. That's goldenoversoul.com. And don't forget that you can still uh, download my book for free. Um, if you know someone who's feeling a bit stuck in their relationship or marriage, um, questioning what they need to do, they need a little bit of clarity, they need a little bit of courage, I uh, invite you to download my book, Unhitched. Uh, you can do that at unhitchedbook.com. That's unhitchedbook.com. Um, so, Benny, what do you have going on? Not a whole lot on my uh, plate. Uh, I did like your courage and clarity start there. That's two C's. Isn't there like the five C's? And they're like uh, carrot, <laughs> color, clarity. Yeah. So we need to come up with a couple more, right, to compete with the uh, the diamond the, uh, the diamond game. As if the book title is not enough of a tongue twister. It's <laughs> unlock your courage and clarity to unstick your bad marriage unhitched. So, <laughs> so courage, clarity, and uh, <laughs> we got to come up with some more. I know we can do it. Oh goodness! Um, so no, n no, like upcoming events or anything. Um, um, no, not really. The boys are full swing in their little league. We had a game last night. I think I almost passed out on the field. It was hot yesterday. Oh, because I didn't really? hydrate. Because I didn't hydrate, Sunny. I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't hydrate. I'm honest. I'll be honest. I should have, and I didn't. I did bring water for them though. Oh, good. Yeah. Well, put your oxygen mask on first and right. then give See, it there. <laughs> I, I didn't even listen to all the things I've learned from here. <laughs> Obviously, that right. was the first thing I should have done. Oh, well, I'm glad to hear things yeah. are going well. So did they win or what they was They did. They did. Oh, very good. So yeah. they're enjoying that. They are. This is the first year of Kid Pitch. So there's a lot of downtime <laughs> in between. Oh. Just because kids are having some struggles and sometimes getting the ball over the plate, but that's just because yeah. they're learning, they're you know they're figuring out their accuracy, so it's totally fine. So they were like t-ball last year then. Uh, last year was machine pitch, as a matter oh, of fact. Yeah, thing for kids. Uh, it is. Uh, in particular cities, there's uh, leagues that do t-ball. Everyone's familiar with t-ball, and then it goes to um, usually like coach and um, kid pitch kind of combo, which we're doing now, and they skip on the machine. The machine is this actual, it's like just a regular like pullback machine, and it launches it down, and it kind of gives them a, you know, an area of strike zone, and but it goes pretty quick. That's the thing is the speed uh, of the ball. Yeah, so it kind of throws kids off a little bit. I kind of think they shouldn't do that. I think they should just do kid and coach combo. Uh-huh. But, you know, it's, it's all about the game, you know? 
Uh-huh. Okay. Well, it sounds like they're learning. Okay. So we'll look yeah. forward to updates. How long is their season? Uh, it's a short season, like a month and a half. So it's not too bad. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, cute. Okay. Well, we will, we will look forward to further updates as yeah. the boys get totally. into the season more. Um, okay. So let me think. There's one more housekeeping that I wanted to mention to you all before we bring on Sarah Landon. Um, so uh, it is Sacred Supper Club time again. And um, you may have heard of this event before. I generally do these things quarterly. Um, it's called Sacred Supper Club, and it is all about having good food, good wine or tea, if that's more your thing. And instead of superficial small talk like you normally encounter at a dinner event, we talk about the universe. Um, we usually bring in special guests, whether that be intuitive channels or um, you know, practitioners of uh, kind of alternative modalities. There's, uh, we may do some yoga nidra at this upcoming one. We may do some other kinds of breath work and things. So um, we have some very special things planned. So, um, and I'm mentioning it to our Seattle audience because this next one is coming up in Oregon. Um, we are taking it to the neck of the woods of my partner in crime on Sacred Supper Club, Tara Daniels. She's from Lincoln City. And so we are going to Newport Beach, basically, or Newport, Oregon, um, Holiday Beach. And we've got a beautiful home on the beach um, where we will be doing this particular event. It will be on June 7th. Um, that's June 7th. And uh, come on out and join us. Um, this will be a particularly small group. We Sometimes these are as small as eight people, and they can be as large as 30. This one will be one of our most small events. Um, and so I encourage you, if you're interested, to go ahead and register now. Um, you can do that by going to my website, which is goldenoversoul.com. That's goldenoversoul.com. And just go to the events page, and that's, that's the only one I've got listed right now. And you can find out more. Um, and register and see all the shameless spiritual goodness we're going to be sharing um, that night. Okay, so on to our fabulous guest today. As Benny mentioned, she is one of our most frequent return guests. Actually, I think she is the most frequent return guest on Sunny in Seattle. She is a dear friend, a colleague, um, and a teacher that whose work I follow uh, pretty religiously. Um, so Sarah has been called a leader of leaders for the next generation of transformation. Uh, she's a former corporate professional and entrepreneur turned inspirational speaker, spiritual teacher, and intuitive channel. She is recognized as a globally celebrated leader in the field of human potential and spiritual living. Sarah's passion is helping people to discover their unique life's purpose and the power within them to create a positive impact in the world around them. Her ability, <clears throat> excuse me, her ability to connect to an expanded awareness and higher level consciousness offers clients, students, and participants in her courses and coaching programs the wisdom to live their highest potential regardless of current limitations and life circumstances. Sarah is living proof that when aligned to the energetic power of the source within you, anything is possible. The intention of all gatherings and sessions with Sarah, including our show today, is to provide life-changing wisdom in an energetic experience that will guide you to answer the profound questions like, who am I? Why am I here? What is my life's purpose? And more importantly, perhaps, how do I live it? Uh, once you remember the answers to these questions, you can immediately begin living your highest potential with clarity, inspiration, joy, and freedom. And everyone knows I love those things. That's why it's in the beginning of my show intro. Uh, find out more about Sarah and connect with her through her website, sarahlandon.com. That's S-A-R-A. 
L-A-N-D-O-N, sarahlandon.com. Sarah, welcome back to Sunny in Seattle. Hi, Sunny. Hi, Benny. I am so happy to be here. You know how much I love these conversations with you. So is our studio and the opportunity. audience. Ah. Yay! <laughs> Brought them all in for you. Love they're that. here. They're here. <laughs> Thank you, Benny. <laughs> Yay! I know it's like now Sarah knows Benny as well as she knows me. We spent all the time. So, Sarah, um, I, I just want to start out for those of you out there listening. Um, often, we I, I ask Sarah a lot of different questions in a lot of different areas, but I wanted to just for our show today, um, Sarah and I were communicating about you know what we wanted to talk about. And I feel like it's important. Um, Sarah, is it okay if I read just verbatim the, the couple of paragraphs? Yeah, I just feel like she said it so well. And I feel like this really is a, a beautiful synopsis of the topic, what's really important uh, right now for the show today and in our world today. Um, and then we'll take some time today on the show unpacking what all of this means. So um, what Sarah wrote is, this is the most incredible time that has ever happened in human history as the great awakening of our human family is occurring. The next wave of humankind will awaken at an unprecedented rate and intimately affect the lives of our family members, friends, coworkers, and those in our communities. With your help, the awakening journey of those around you can be a more loving, gentle, and a harmonious experience as one steps through the veil of illusion and into the light. A new path forward is emerging and expanded possibilities for humankind are becoming the new way of living, loving, leading, and thriving in our awakening world. It is time for the leaders and way showers of this great awakening to fully step into their power and guide the way forward. If you are listening to this and KKNW audience, this is you. <laughs> you are here to help create a new paradigm for humankind. You are here to be love in action, to raise the consciousness level. You are light in physical form, here to create your life experience and everything you intended it to be. Um, and that's just powerful, Sarah. Um, that is a lot to unpack, and I know we have <laughs> our limited time today. We're going to do our best to do that. But wow, that is just powerful. Thank you, Sunny. Uh I really do believe this. And, and for those of you like you, you and I have had this conversation and probably so many people in your audience, you have felt like there is more here, that your life is meant for more, that you have some greater purpose. And you may have even had experiences like Sunny and I have had, where at some point the life you were living, even though from the outside, it looked like this seemingly perfect life, you maybe had the great job or the great marriage or the, the beautiful home and the cars and all of those things. But inside, you knew that you were meant for more and there's more going on here. And for many of us, uh, uh, around the time of 2007, 2008, 2009, our life that we had gotten very used to thinking we were doing the right thing suddenly began to fall away or that old life no longer worked for us. And you may have found yourself going through either financial struggles, an end of a relationship, a loss of a job, a loss of a dream, uh, you know, death of a loved one, a near-death experience, something that woke you up to the fact that there was more going on here and that you're more than just this body 
that you are, in fact, a spiritual being here having a human experience and feeling this sense of awareness that there's some greater purpose for your life. And so this this last 10 years, 12 years time for many of us has been this journey of seeking and discovering and really asking those questions, who am I and why am I here? And I believe if you relate to any of that, if, if that sounds like you, then I absolutely believe that you are here to be a, late, a leader during this great awakening. You are here to be a way shower, to help guide others in your life more harmoniously through their own great awakening as we begin to be affected by all of these people in our lives that we love and we care about and that we spend time with every day that are now beginning to go through their own awakening experience. There is, I believe, an unprecedented amount of people waking up at this time for a variety of different reasons. And that can be a much more harmonious process than maybe some of us went through in our own lives. And this is not about having to save the world. This is not about trying to get everybody in your life to believe what you believe. It's not about you having to to fix people. It's about you embodying the highest vision and potential for your life so that you help others remember that that is possible for them too. Yes. And this is one thing, Sarah, that I, that I think this is why I resonate so strongly with your work is because you have helped me to remember. Um, and you referenced a few moments ago, you know, you, you as well had the, the perfect life, the houses, the cars, the uh, six to seven figure salary in a corporate position. It, it, it really, um, I think it's powerful. You've been on the show many times and we've talked a bit about your story, but if we could just, just quickly so that folks who are maybe just hearing this and going, Oh my gosh, who is this woman? <laughs> just, oh, I like her message. What's her story. Can you just share a little bit about like a quick recap of how you came to do the work you're doing? Cause I, I just, I love, I, I can't hear this story enough, quite frankly, but I do <laughs> want people to at least know who you are from that time to this time. Well, thank you for that. I, I appreciate it. And and I share my story because I do believe that we connect through our stories. And if mm -hmm. someone listens to my story and says, oh, she's like me, I, I get that. I'm, that's where I'm at. And if it's possible for her, well, heck, it must be possible for me too. So, you know, I, I do start off by saying I was raised in a very Christian family. I was raised to love Jesus. I uh, I loved Jesus. I still love Jesus. <laughs> and I grew up in a very, uh, very loving, supportive um, family that was that was very Christian and very, very faithful. And yet I had the, the very positive influence at a young age of my aunt, Sunny, who was a trailblazer back 40 years ago who was studying spirituality and kind of defying the odds and being brave enough to say, Hey, you know, there's more here. There might be more paths. And, and not only that, but you have some greater power in you that you can use your mind. You can use your thoughts, your focus, your attention and, and do anything. And that resonated really deeply with. Me. So I, I was always very spiritual, but at a certain point in my life, in my teenage years, I, 
struggled with spirituality and I really struggled with the word God because I remember hearing uh, from people that I loved that really believed that if, if you don't believe Jesus is the only way to God, then you are going to hell and that we, that there is a hell and that we're sinners. And there's just nothing in my body that resonated with that or believed that that was true. There, that just never landed for me. You and, and me I both. Thought, well, if that's, if that's what God is, I don't want that God. I want the God that loves everyone, hmm. that, that has compassion and kindness for everyone. And if Jesus is the, the way that, that resonates with you to find your path to God, then I think it's a wonderful path, but I knew that there was more. And I deeply was seeking the answers to that, but yet very triggered by, you know, the word God when it was used in that context mm -hmm. or, or the answer, well, that's what the Bible says. That's just the way it is. That was right. not good enough for me. I came around <laughs> full circle to understand um, my own interpretation of the Bible and, and resonate deeply with the truths that were written there. But so, so I had this spiritual upbringing, this very Christian upbringing, uh, really seeking to find answers. But in my late teens and early twenties, got very into personal development and the idea that you could look outside of you in your life and see something that you wanted. And then you could take massive determined action and work really hard and you could accomplish anything and do anything with your life. And as a um, girl who grew up in a very small town in the Midwest and then it spent my uh, the rest of my upbringing in Montana in a very small town um, where I, I had a lot of love, but not, you know, I didn't grow up in, a, in with a lot of money. And I believed that I could have anything, even if I wasn't raised with, with people who had some of the things that I wanted. So I got into personal development. I would buy the tape programs and the books and I would read them <laughs> and I would, I would practice all this stuff and it worked. I got into, uh, the corporate world very young while I was still in college and got into sales and started making money. And then, um, got into technology at a really great time and had a very, very successful career following the practices of personal development and the art and science of achievement and how to go take lots of action and, and you know, win friends and influence people, you know, the seven <laughs> habits of highly effective people. You know, I really genuinely um, applied all of that in my life. I did love people, so that part was easy. And uh, I, I loved accomplishing goals. So I get to this point in my life where, you know, I had the vision board, I accomplished all the goals, I did all the things I thought I was supposed to do in order to be happy. And I really wasn't that happy. On the outside, it looked good. And I'm a, I'm a happy person, naturally, but there was something really missing. I, I did not feel like I was living my truth. And I did not know what it was. I had no idea what my truth was. And if anybody would have told me when I was sitting in a, you know, the, you people in, the people in Seattle can appreciate this. I was on the, the 37th floor of Two Union Square, downtown Seattle. <laughs> and if anybody would have told me sitting in my office that looked out at Mount Rainier that I was going to leave the corporate world and become a, a spiritual teacher and, and a, an intuitive channel and do this work, I would have said, 
nope, like I want to be normal. Uh, that is way too woo woo for me. No way, no chance. That was not what I thought my truth was, even when I didn't know what it was. And so through a, a series of events, uh, which started with my brother's death, my, my brother died very unexpectedly um, in a car crash. And and it was at this time where I certainly believed that there was more. I wasn't really using the word God a whole lot, but I really didn't want to be too weird and woo-woo and out there. I was definitely <laughs> focused on my corporate career at that time. And my brother was living in Alaska at the time. And so when we found out that he died, we flew up to Alaska and uh, our family, our, our my immediate family went in to have a viewing of his body. And it was the first time I had ever seen a dead body, let alone someone, um, you know, that was my brother. So we were walking into this room in November in Alaska. Mm. And there were these hard, you, you probably all can remember these, these, these metal chairs, folding chairs that would be in a, like a, a gym or a high school gym auditorium if you went for some type of event or graduation. And so when I walked in, my brother's body, you know, we, we walked up and I touched it. It was cold and hard and everybody was crying and it was so emotional and um, it was just uh, shocking, really. And so I, after I, you know, said my goodbye, I went over and sat down on one of these cold metal chairs and, and I'm just sitting there with my eyes closed and Within a couple of minutes, I don't know exactly how long it was, this experience came over me and I, it started at the top of my head and the only way that I can describe it to you is that it was like liquid love going through my entire body, just starting at the top of my head, floating down and going through my body in this incredible sense of peace just came over me, this incredible sense of love. I felt enveloped in this, this love. And I heard as clear as day over my right shoulder, my brother say, I'm still here. I'm just not in there. <laughs> and the, the aware, you know, the awareness was that his body was on the left side and he was speaking to me over the right. And I, in my head, I said, well, where are you? And he said, I'm, I'm just as here as I ever was. I just left the density of the body. And he went on to explain, and I came on to uh, came along to understand that you know, when someone dies, they don't go anywhere. They just leave the density of the body. And they're at such, a, the soul is at such a high rate of physical, a high rate of vibration that our physical senses cannot interpret that level of vibration without some intentional practice to be mm -hmm. able to raise your vibration to this level of awareness where so much more is going on, where there is an expanded and higher level consciousness. So I had that experience and after a couple of minutes, I found myself again back in that cold room going, oh my gosh, what just happened? And thinking, okay, well, that was pretty profound, but I'm just going to go back to my life and, and sort of pretend that didn't happen. But that communication continued. And, and I'll make this brief. I know we're... Oh, uh, no, you're fine. Long story. <laughs> long story made even longer here. Um, 
so uh, I, I tried to go back to my life, and, and I did. Uh, the experience never left me. He continued to show up, and whenever he would show up, he would always communicate over my right shoulder, and I would get that feeling of, of liquid love that would go through me and this peace and this love. And I, and I believe it was on some level raising my own vibration such that I could communicate with him from the, from the point of non-physical that he was in. So I still didn't know what all this meant. But it, it, it was, um, it answered a lot of questions for me. And so fast forward a few years, I, uh, <laughs> Sonny and I have talked about this. You know, you get the little tap on the shoulder. <laughs> I really do think that, you know, your awakening can be as gentle as a warm, cuddly blanket and a pillow with, you know, rose petals around. But that wasn't my experience. <laughs> I opted for not the tap on the shoulder, you know, not the little thump upside the head, but I just went up full on with the two by four upside the head in order to <laughs> wake up to the fact that there was more going on here than, you know, going to a job every day and making money and earning a living so that someday I could, you know, retire and be free and be happy. Um, so Fast forward a few years, I uh, was diagnosed with a, a form of advanced malignant melanoma, cancer, and uh, I found myself, as hard as I tried to push through it and keep going and make it all happen, um, after about a year and a half of surgery after surgery, I found myself sitting on a couch, <laughs> on my couch, for like three months healing up from um, what luckily ended up being my final surgery. And it was at that time that you know, I certainly was never home to watch Oprah when I was in my corporate <laughs> career, but there was nothing much else to do but read books and watch Oprah when I was healing from my surgery, which, you know, I'm sure is no accident. But um, I saw Eckhart Tolle on there, and I, I later read his book, A New Earth, um, after seeing him on the show. I ordered the book and read it, and and even though I really had no idea what in the heck they were talking about, there was something in me that knew it was absolute truth, that yeah. knew that there was this new earth, that there was this purpose we had, an inner and outer purpose, and um, that most all of us were operating from reaction to our you know, pain and hurts and beliefs about ourselves and insecurities versus really living from the, the highest potential in our life. And so um, that... Uh, orchestrated a series of events I ended up healing up from cancer uh, which is a whole nother story and I moved to Southern California I got a divorce I later left the corporate world and really set on this journey set out on this journey to find my truth even though I really didn't know what that was but at every step of the way either the right person showed up the right piece of information showed up, the right book showed up, something would always show up to continue guiding me forward. And sort of the, the, the final important piece of this was I started having these experiences in the middle of the night still when I was in the corporate world where I would be sort of uh, awakened, mm -hmm. for lack of a better word, and I would have this information coming through me that I could not stop. I had to grab a pen. I had to grab my phone and write in the notes sections of my phone. 
phone and type and type and type and type, and type as fast as I could. And, and sometimes it would go for two hours. <laughs> and it was this wisdom <laughs> that was coming through me. And it was just, it was so inspired. It was that, you know, highly elevated state. And it was not coming from my brain. It was coming from some higher awareness. And I would read it the next morning. And it was the greatest wisdom that I had ever read. It was the answers to every question I had. It was this awareness that I knew was absolute truth. And it felt more like a remembering something that I always knew and learnings I'd never heard before thing. Mm -hmm. And so I ended up doing this uh, meditation session, uh, hypnosis session where, you, you know, you really relax your body and you open up your, your uh, uh, consciousness and awareness and, and, and see what comes. And the, the intention of this was to connect to your higher self. And so when I did that, and this was all recorded within a few moments of me going into this kind of really relaxed open space. This started coming through me verbally hmm. and all the things that I had been writing in the middle of the night, all of them started coming through me verbally. And it was this incredible wisdom in this vibration of absolute pure love and remembering the truth of who you are and why you're here and what your purpose is and how to live it and remembering that your life is meant to be so good for you. It's meant to be fun. It's meant to be joyful. You could do anything. Life is meant to unfold easily and effortlessly and harmoniously, not through a bunch of trauma and drama and force and effort. And so I, I continued to receive this information verbally and apply it in my own life. And it completely changed my life. Mm. And other people started noticing, wanting to also access that wisdom and communication. They started applying it in their life. They started changing their life. And it, it just grew from there. And I, I can't even believe that, you know, <laughs> there are people now in 28 different countries around the world that are actively a part of my master's class group, part of the courses that we do that are experiencing and I'm just I'm humbled to say it, but experiencing this profound change in their life by living and applying this beautiful wisdom that comes through me. And I get the absolute joy of being um, the channel by which this opportunity to remember the truth within you uh, comes to us. So uh, I know that was not the short version, but... <laughs> It felt kind of important. Maybe yeah. there's somebody who's listening that can can relate and thinks that, you know, maybe they're all alone and nobody understands what they're going through. But uh, I, I know, Sunny, you can relate, but um, yeah. there's a reason. There's a reason, and someday the dots will all connect and you'll understand. But just keep trusting yourself. Trust that what you need will show up when you need it, the right people, the right time. It'll come. Yes. And uh, on that note, this is a good time to take our break. And when we come back, we're going to talk, we're going to dive into the topic uh, today. Now that you know a little bit more about Sarah and, um, I, you know, I resonate very deeply with her story. And as I mentioned um, at the beginning of the show, um, the, the remembrance of who I really am and what I came here to do um, has been in large part um, to 
large part due to some very key teachers, Sarah being one of those, and the wisdom from the council that comes through. Um, so the topic that we're going to dive into when we come back is the path of the way shower and how to live, love, and lead the way in an awakening world. Um, so of course, my guest today is Sarah Landon. Her website is sarahlandon.com. That's S-A-R-A-L-A-N-D-O-N. Um, so sarahlandon.com if you want to check her out while we are on break. She also has some fabulous uh, recordings on YouTube if you want to find out a little bit more about her. Um, and when we get back, we'll continue the conversation. See you in a few. The preceding audio was via a Skype call. Are you ready to get unstuck from a bad marriage and embrace your best life? If you're anything like me, you may have spent years creating a life that looks pretty good on paper. There's just one problem. Your marriage is unhappy and unfulfilling, but you're too scared to trade your comfortable life for a future full of unknowns. In my new book, Unhitched, I will give you the tools you need to make the right decisions about your marriage, as well as the confidence that your future can be better and brighter than you can even imagine. I share my own very personal story, and I will guide you through a clear process that will enable you to answer the question, should I stay or should I go? It's a process that will help you tune out fears and unwanted advice, and instead tune into your own intuition and inner wisdom, as well as exit a marriage gracefully and feel secure about your future. Get ready to trade confusion and stagnation for your best life. Unhitched, unlock your courage and clarity and unstick your bad marriage. Available today on Amazon.com. Olivia from Washington. Laid off and trying to keep our little kids from realizing that mommy and daddy haven't eaten in a while. Roger, from California. I'm grateful we could afford our son's surgery. I'm nervous that now we can't really afford food. Daniel, from California. Choosing whether to pay the rent or pay to fix the car to get to work doesn't leave us with much at all. Now we can't even pay for meals. Donna, from Louisiana. The storm just hit, and we went from donating to the food bank to needing it. Keisha from South Carolina. I've been skipping meals so my two kids can eat, but filling up on water doesn't really work. Hunger is a story we can end. End it at feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Talk radio with a purpose. Alternative Talk 1150. And welcome back to Sunny in Seattle. I am your host, Sunny Joy. I am joined today by a speaker, spiritual teacher, intuitive channel, Sarah Landon, um, a dear friend and a colleague, and so happy to welcome her back. So we we went into our break hearing a bit about your story, Sarah, and as we were talking over the break, you know, it just felt like someone needed to hear that. And I, you know, I know the story, but I hear something new every time. So just really appreciate you sharing um, so honestly about your experience to get where you are. Um, so diving into our topic for today, which is the path of the way shower. So let's just start here. So what does it mean to be a way shower? Yeah, good question, Sunny. I, it, here's, here's how I really like to explain this to people. You know, it is not about being a, a way demander in the world where <laughs> you sort of demand everybody believe the way you believe or agree with everything you agree with, or doesn't mean we all share the same politics or live in the same place the same way. It's not about demanding things your way. It, it's, it's about really 
living your life as an example of what's possible. Be a way shower, not a way teller, not a way demander, <laughs> but a way shower. And it, it, what do we all want for the people that we love? We want them to be happy. We want them to love their life. We want them to feel the sense of freedom to do the things that they really want to do. That's what we want for the people we love. And that's what the people that love us want for us. And yet so few people actually realize how important it is for you yourself to find joy in your life, for you yourself to do the things that make you happy and to, to, to feel that sense of freedom in your life. And so being a way shower, whether you are in the corporate world, whether you are pursuing your own business, whether you are a stay-at-home mom, whether you, you know, are, are a student, it doesn't matter where in life you are. There are opportunities every single day to be a way shower. When you go into the grocery store and you are walking down the aisle and you look someone in the eye and you smile at them and you say hello, you have no idea the effect that that may have on that person. It, it, it never ceases to amaze me how many people never have really felt seen in their life. And just you seeing them might make all the difference for them. Sometimes it's just that easy. For, for other people, you may decide to use your life to, you know, bring forth messages of how people can more easily awaken, or you might choose to bring through messages about how people um, can uh, live their highest potential. You may be a healer. You may have some particular gift that you really want to bring to the world that, that helps to make this great awakening a more harmonious process for people. But it, it, what you do every single day matters. Every single day in every relationship, everything that you do is your opportunity to be a way shower and to make a positive difference in the world around you. Yeah, and I, I love the sense that this can happen at any moment, in any role, in any place, any time. But then, it, then what I hear a lot in my office, um, a lot of the people who find me are really feeling that, that call that there's something more. And there is that burning question, what is my purpose? What is my role? So aside from just living the day-to-day -day aspect of it, whether that is in the corporate world or in the grocery store checkout line, what do you tell folks about identifying that role if they feel that urgent call, but they don't know what it is? Yeah, so we, we often identify so much with our human roles, like a mother or a wife or a husband or a father or an administrative assistant or a doctor or, a, or a, you know, whatever your salesperson, mm -hmm. whatever your title is, right? And and then we tend to look at people that are really famous or really successful and think, oh, well, they must have figured out what their purpose was. And sometimes that's the case. Um, but but it's uh, to me, your purpose is something really different. It's, it's you identifying what is most important to you. Because your purpose and your calling is already within you. So what are you curious about? What is the thing that you 
are really get into and excited about and passionate about. It could be, so for example, you and I relate on this, Sunny. Spirituality, I can't turn it off if I tried. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I can't. There's not a day that goes by where I'm not drawn to something that that is about spirituality, about, you know, human potential, about personal development, being your best self. Like, that is my passion. Uh, other people are really passionate about cooking. And they make these beautiful meals and they get really into going to the farmer's market and getting fresh produce and, and then cooking this beautiful meal for their loved ones. That is just as important as standing on a stage, speaking to thousands of people or having a million Facebook followers or whatever, you, you know, if that is your passion. But your purpose first, I believe, is to reestablish consciously and intentionally your connection to the source within you mm. and to remember that you are the spiritual being this uh, there's more to you than this body and when you connect to that truth of you and to that power within you that's the power where anything and everything is possible for you and to me that power is love it's loving yourself, really, really loving yourself. After you connect to your higher self and your higher power and you reestablish the connection to the source within you, then your purpose is to really, really, really start loving yourself. Yeah, and that's funny. I had it on my questions today. You say loving yourself, and I know self-love plays a huge role in this. But where does it play into it? Because I'll just share real quickly. There was a quote. Um, well, so backing up, there is a one part of my program that I work with with the women um, that in my client base who are uh, unhappy in their marriage, and it usually they're like, "Why is this important?" But um, there's a a, um, a module on self love, basically. And I was so excited when I saw one of the council's quotes because I'm on you know I'm on Sarah's list, and if if you are on her list, you get these little lovely daily uh, notes, which is kind of like notes from the universe that, you know, Mike Dooley does, but these are notes from Sarah and the council. And one of them said um, that your most important uh, achievement is your own self-love. And I just, of course, I put that in my little quote list and um, have shared that with a lot of folks. But where, what, where does self-love play into this, Sarah? Why is that important? I'm so glad you brought that up. Let me just give you one example that, that I, I think many people can resonate with. It, self-love, self-worth it, are critical to having anything that you want. Because if you want something but don't think you're worthy of it, you, you are always going to repel that thing that you want, even if it's not a conscious thing. So for example, if you really want more freedom in your life, let's just say you're in a corporate job and you know, you're getting up at six o'clock in the morning, taking care of your family, driving to work in traffic, sitting at an office all day to drive home, to make dinner. And you feel like you have no freedom, no control. You can't do what you want. You can't even imagine what it would be like to have the freedom to choose what you do with your life every day. If you want that and you say, I really want to have my own business, I really want to have the freedom 
to work from home or to, you know, write a book or to have my own coaching practice or do what I love. If you want it, but you deep down still think you have to earn your right to be here and continue to do more and more and more in order to be enough. If you're on the hamster wheel of I'm not enough and you really don't believe that you're worthy of just being and doing the things that bring you joy every day and understanding that you can live a life beyond your wildest dreams by doing the things that bring you joy every day, which also means that the wealth, the prosperity, the resources, the support, the connections, the opportunities that you need show up through your joy, not through you pushing and forcing and taking massive action at things that you don't like doing anyway. Hmm. If you do not love yourself and you do not know that you're worthy of that thing that you want, you, you, you will, with your own thoughts, reject, repel, push away the good things that are trying to show up for you, or you will hold yourself in a place where just, I'll do it when, I'll do it then, you know, I'll be happy, you know, someday. We, we think that we're going to, that play and having fun and doing the things that bring you joy are your reward hmm. for working really hard and sacrificing. And some people wait 60 years before they ever allow themselves to even think about what would be fun for them because their whole life they've been saying, well, I'll travel when I retire. And I promise you, I don't care who you are, where you are, what your current life circumstances are. If you have a dream in your heart, it is in your heart for a reason. And the greatest thing that you can do to make a positive impact in this world and be a way shower is to love yourself enough to move in the direction of your happiness, to, to do the things that bring you joy, and to practice self-love in such a way that everyone else has to show up and reflect that back to you. When you love yourself, when you accept yourself, instead of looking for everybody else to accept you for who you are, when you really approve of who you are and celebrate who you are, everyone in your life has to show up and reflect that back to you. But what happens for most people, especially spiritual people, is you do not feel understood. You do not feel like your beliefs are approved of. You don't feel very accepted by those around you. And that's the belief that you have. So that's the truth that continues to get reflected back to you. The only person who's going to ever really get you is you. And when you really get yourself and you really enjoy that part of your life of discovering you and finding more and more and more ways to love yourself and go deeper into your own awareness of who you are and what you love and why you are the way you are, then you will notice that the people in your life that aren't aligned to that, they move out of your life and yeah. you, you move towards and you uh, draw to you these people in your life that get you, that love you, that understand you, that, 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 that can, they don't have to always agree with you, but you can hold the space for each other of, of 
listening and understanding and seeking to connect versus putting this wedge between you and others because you feel misunderstood. Yeah, and I think it's such a great point. And I, from it may, <clears throat> when I used to hear this concept that it that once you love yourself, once you are in a place of peace, of joy, of freedom, of purpose, that that those that are not in alignment with that will fall away. And I thought, oh, is that just some weird new age concept? No, it is quantum science. We are vibrational beings at our smallest possible components. We are little whirling tornadoes of energy. And if you think about, uh, you remember learning about, um, you know, the elements in an atom, there are elements that will draw toward one another and there are elements that will repel. And when you are vibrating at love, <laughs> you are not going to attract bad things. <laughs> You're going to repel the bad stuff. So when you get to that vibration, it is, it, to me, it's so fun to see how quantum science backs up all the things that you're talking about. Uh, but that's perhaps a digression for another day. But Sarah, one of the things I wanted to ask about, because I know, as usual, our time goes so quickly, and um, I want to give room to talk about a few other things. Um, but for me, learning self-love and self-worth was, it was like a, like a, that Jenga puzzle that I couldn't quite push the right piece to get the fit that I needed. I did not discover that until I remembered, I started remembering who I was as a spiritual being. Like my true mm -hmm. worth and power came from remembrance that I am born worthy, born magnificent, and then everything else flowed from there. And so that's what worked for me. But I'm curious, you know, how do people truly embody and embrace self-love and recognize their self-worth? What other ways, if any, are there? You know, I'll give you one simple practice. And you can do it now. If you're driving, don't close your eyes. But <laughs> if you're not driving, just take a minute and close your eyes and take a deep breath. And just move your awareness and your focus down into your heart. And just take a deep breath and just notice that all of your attention right now is in the area around your heart. And just be there and breathe and feel that space around your heart. And some of you might even feel your, your whole body just relax. And you can just let go. And in that letting go, you open. Maybe your heart begins to open a little more. You feel a little more grounded in this moment. And there's this, this little sense of peace or comfort and you can do this anytime, anywhere, when you notice that you're really in your head, either in some old story about why you're not good enough or who wronged you or, or you know, things that you screwed up in the past, or if you're, you know, stressed and anxious and worried about the future and you notice that you're really in your head you can just shift your awareness from your head into your heart and instantly you will notice that that thought dissipates and you feel a little more present. You might even feel a little more of your own power 
And if you just start there and do that one simple practice, you'll begin to be aware that you can stop those sort of incessant thoughts that keep you powerless, that keep you stuck, that keep you, you know, believing in this limited part of you. Uh, the brain is a wonderful thing. Uh, it, it, it is interpreting, you know, your senses that are perceiving the world around you. I mean, our, our human brains are so incredible. I, I'm not, I'm not saying that that we bypass the brain. I'm just saying go one step deeper to find your real power, which to your point, Sonny, is absolutely love. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, I'll say this one thing because it's something that the council said and. It's changed everything for me, and it is the gift I would give everyone I love. And I remember years ago reading the book, The Power of Now, thinking, like, I don't even get what this guy is talking about. Like, this is I, this is not going to make me any more money. This is not going to make my relationship better. Like, this is not going to, you know, get me what I want. So yeah. I, I, don't, I don't really get this Power of Now thing. Fast forward 10 years, I'll tell you. It is the absolute secret to life is to be in this moment. And what the council says is, you know, the reason that you're stressed and worried and you're anxious about things is is not because you don't think you're going to have the power to deal with whatever comes up in your life, but it's because you don't think that you have the power in the moment to stay conscious and present enough, no matter what is going on, that you allow your power through you. And in that power, that connection to the source within you, you will always know what to say or what to do or where to go in any situation. But you have to be in the moment. And and if in that moment, you do not feel clear inspiration of the next step to take, then it is not the time to take the next step. Get comfortable with being present in the moment and just being until the clarity shows up, until the choiceless solution shows up. Yes, absolutely. Um, And I hate to interrupt you, Sarah, but we are right at the end of our hour. But I actually think that is a perfect place to end on, remembering to generate that heart, coherence, and awareness, being in the now moment, because that is where we are most powerful. And you don't have to do anything until it is choiceless. Um, Sarah Lehman, thank you so much for being on Sunny in Seattle today yet again. We love having you on. Thank you, Sunny. Can I just really quickly... If you go to my website on the homepage, at the very bottom of the page, there's several free ebooks there about manifesting your soul's desires, manifesting the love you want, manifesting the new earth. We also just did a six-part course, which was fantastic on the path of the way shower. If you want to go deeper into that, you can go under uh, shop and look under the online courses. But yes. there's lots of free resources under listen now. Uh, several other interviews from, from Sunny yeah. and I at sarahlandon.com or Sarah Landon Life on YouTube. So thank you, Sunny. Thank you, Benny. Thank you, this incredible audience. I'm so happy to be here. I love you all. Yes, and thank you everyone for listening. This is your host, Sunny Joy, signing off. See you next week. The preceding audio was via a Skype call.